0: They got one on. Welcome back to the 4A Baseball Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to cover the past week and a half of news. We got a huge trade that came out last Friday, and we're just going to cover a couple small moves that have happened around the league, kind of looking at the landscape. Uh, We're going to cover some free agents that are still on the market. Obviously, the big names are all off of it now. And then you're going to get two more episodes later this week that we're really excited to put out. Stens, how are you doing today?
1: Doing good. I'm excited to uh, to get into the couple or to the news. We kind of, I've kind of, we've taken Steveshek and do a little bit of a different direction. So I don't get to uh, focus on these and go really in depth um, in the checks as much. But now I'm now I get to talk about it more a little here and kind of give you guys my opinions on them uh, in, in podcast form.
0: Yeah. So we're gonna kick it straight to our big trade. Uh, it had been rumored the whole off season that Pablo Lopez was going to be shopped around. And honestly, um, well, I, first of all, Pablo Lopez, Jose Salas, and Brian Churia or Byron Churia went to the twins in exchange for now second baseman, Luis Ariz. That's the trade. Um, Stevs, what are your initial thoughts? So
1: when I was recording the Stev check for this, I, I like flip flopped in my head about like what I had thought about the trade. Cause like, at face value right you get the the Marlins get a guy of Luis Arise's caliber and so he's like an all-star caliber player now you can slot him at second base you move Jazz out into the outfield and so I like that for them but you look and you they had to move Pablo Lopez it just kind of was it was a necessity for them to do but then you look at it and they're not they're still not better than the Braves or the Mets or the Phillies so there's no it, I just don't I don't see the up. I don't see the upside in it because the those three teams are going to be good for the next
0: three or four seasons. Honestly, the Marlins lost this trade pretty heavily. Yeah. Um, if anything, it should have been Luis Arise and prospects for Pablo Lopez because if a starting pitcher that was that coveted by many teams, the Red Sox were obviously linked to him. The Twins obviously ended up being linked to them. I feel like the Cardinals could have been a really good fit for him. Like there's so many teams with an opportunity to pay for him, and you're shipping him and prospects for yeah. he's a Luis Ryes is a fine bat, but yeah. it's just I feel like that was a poor move.
1: I, I agree. I think it's just Arias Arias is a good player, but you're giving up another good player and your number five prospect, which I think he falls to like 13 on the twins prospect scale, and then Byron Trio, who isn't really a well-known prospect, but he has some positive upside at, at least in my opinion. So those are two pretty good young guys, and you're giving up him, them along with this this highly coveted pitcher, as Brad says. So I I just don't I don't I don't like the trade for the Marlins, but I guess now they have a all-star caliber second baseman
0: again. It. it just feels like they didn't they didn't need an infielder though. They no, had a they full infield. Like, they need an Will outfield, mo- they need an offensive catcher, they need, need a yes. DH. They, But, like, you shouldn't be moving around parts. You should be going out and getting items that you genuinely need. Like, the Marlins had a plethora of pitching. I'm fine with them moving Lopez. It's just they sold so low on him. Yeah, like you know, the first two months of his season are going to be great. If you look at just every season that he's pitched over the last couple of years, his first like month or two are like Cy Young caliber, and then he just falls off the face of the earth. Normally, it's correlated to an injury, but this year he kind of just fell off. Uh, you remember, like, didn't he win like best pitcher of the month in April? I think that sounds he, right. He
1: won it early on in the season. Yeah, but he again, yeah, he's always he is he'll always fall off the face of the earth like every single season.
0: Yeah, and so, like, I don't get – if the Marlins are selling him at such a cheap price of where they're actually sending prospects with him, I don't get why they didn't just keep him for the first month or so when he's pitching ridiculously well and try and ship him to a team that's like, oh, wow, look at how good he's pitching.
1: Uh, Again, I I think we're going to keep beating up on the Marlins. I mean, at least they're making moves now. Like, we were making fun of them a couple – like a month or two ago about how they weren't – they have made like one move, and now they've signed a couple people and traded
0: But a they haven't gotten any better.
1: And, and they haven't. They've gotten a better name, I would say. They got – Luis arise is the bigger name. I
0: just don't – this Marlins team, it doesn't feel much different, if I'm going to be perfectly it's, honest. It's because it's not different,
1: and they're, they're not going to – they're better than the
0: Nationals. It's about it. And that's not going to get you anywhere. At this nope. point, be worse than the Nationals. Get a better draft pick, supposedly. But, like, I mean, their starting rotation is very good. It was last year, too. It was one of the best in the league. Their lineup has literally no thump. It is Garrett Cooper and Jorge Soler. And if neither of them perform this offense, is literally a dud. Yeah. Um. I mean, oh, you can flip the coin, though. Like, good job, Twins. twins. Yeah, 100% like twins just did a great job it obviously you're losing the batting champion last year in Luis Arise, but you have players that can go into position into the positions where he was playing jorge polanco is going to stay at second base It looks like alex kirloff's projected as their first baseman right now which is fine uh it gives him an opportunity to really be an everyday player and see if that lets him develop into like a quality major league player i know he's a prospect in the past um steve do you like this move for the twins
1: I mean, I, I do, and I'm looking up. Jose Salas is the is I was spot on. He was the thirteenth, the Twins' thirteenth ranked prospect right now, and he is supposed is his ETA is 2024, so not this coming season, the following season. So again, and that might be a good type of guy that Carlos Correa could could mentor for a little bit. Um, but I, I think the the Twins have uh, we're going to talk about it a bunch, but the Twins have won this trade. I think. The Marlins got the bigger name, but the Twins got better. Yeah. And I think they are got better for the long term.
0: And it, right now, he's on Fangraph's roster resource. He's slotted in as their number one. I don't inherently think Pablo Lopez is a number one starter. I think it's Joe Ryan. Um, but it, that's a really good starting rotation right now. It's Pablo Lopez, Sonny Gray, Joe Ryan, Tyler Molly, and Kenta Maeda with Chris Battick, uh filtering in when he gets back from his injury. So, yeah. like, that's generally not horrible. It's just it, this team screams exactly what they did last year. They're going to be a contender in their division for two or three months, and they're going to kind of fall off. I think I think they're better. They're better than the Tigers
1: and the Royals, obviously. I don't think they're better than the Guardians. And I I don't I, – the issue right now is I don't know how they, they fare against the White Sox. I don't argue that they have a better lineup all around. I can agree with that. And I think I don't, I don't see the white Sox doing very good this year. I think just like last year. So I think they might come second in the central, but that doesn't mean they're going to make the playoffs.
0: I mean, the central really just projects to be a division or bust, even if the guardians yeah. are very good. Um, But like right now, Lineup, ha- we've talked about the Twins when Correa resigned, but it's Buxton, Correa, Polanco, Kepler, Miranda, Gallo, Kirlof, Vasquez, Gordon. Not a bad lineup. It's yep. com- It is. It is much better than an average team. And I saw people saying, "Oh, just a mediocre team trading a good player to a mediocre team for a good player." The Twins are much better than the Marlins. It's like let's not.
1: Yes. Let's 100%. not get
0: this on. Let's not. Just put this incorrectly. The Twins are. A actual baseball team the marlins are a shell of one and honestly the twins also got prospects out of it uh says he could tell us through uh, jose salas real quick
1: yeah i got you so um jose uh salas uh did not hit in the the arizona fall league this year um he He's a very good player his uh, his tools are he he's got a 25 out of 60 hit uh, 20 out of 50 game power 45 out of 55 raw power 55 out of 50 speed and 35 out of 45 fielding so I think he I, I definitely think this is a guy that Carlos Correa can mentor and I think he'll benefit from having Carlos Correa as his mentor I'm I honestly am extremely extremely high, like, now that I've, like, looked at him, I think he will be the heir to Carlos Correa in Minnesota.
0: I think the issue with that, though, is that he is also a shortstop, and so is Carlos Correa. Um, Honestly, if anything, he said, it says that he's, like, projected very well, his defenses at least. Um He could maybe swap to second base, but a 6'2 second baseman doesn't seem to be great. That's fair, and you
1: could... It Like, once Correa kind of – like, obviously, it's is his legs the issue, but, like, once he kind of starts wearing down, then maybe slotting Correa to second might be a smart idea. I doubt they would do that, but that might not be the worst idea in the world to try and lengthen his career.
0: I feel or like even they, might, they might go the other way and go put him at third and put Miranda at DH. Maybe. Because right now, it just looks like Gallo's up after this year. I think Kepler's a free agent after this year. And Polanco's a free agent after this year. So, obviously, there's going to be the second base opening next season unless they extend him. uh, Polanco, that is. yeah. I just feel like the Twins could have really used an outfield prospect here.
1: They did get one.
0: Hmm? They did. They did get one, but yeah. he's not as, as as good. Yeah, young, seventeen. Um, the other guy we're talking about is Byron Churio, uh, who is quote one hot summer away from being a valued prospect, but that means he's not a valued prospect yet. Yeah. Um, he is projectable physically, and it kind of fits his like ability to put bats a ball. He struck out and walked at the same rate. It's just he's seventeen. Yeah, and that really just screams long time in the minor leagues. Won't really be around to help this Twins team.
1: I mean, yeah, I mean that's hundred percent fair, but I think you're going out and you're getting you're getting this guy for the future. Like it's kind of like the Nats. The Nats when they traded Juan Soto, they went out and got a guy like James Wood, who is and uh, who was it? Jarlin Susana. Like those guys are kind of younger and will it'll take time for them to get up, but they will be up eventually to help you in the future.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to knock the Twins at all on this because they got Pablo Lopez and prospects. Even if these are, like, some crappy prospects, which they're honestly not, like, it's a win. It's a win and then some. So, good job, Twins. You have fleeced the Marlins, and Marlins, you sold the one pitcher that you were going to trade this offseason at a very low price. So, moving on, uh, Trey Mancini signed a two-year, $14 million contract with the Chicago Cubs. Uh, there's an opt out after the first year. I just, I don't know why he went to the Cubs. I really yeah don't feel I didn't this move. like it.
1: I didn't like the move. I I Trey Mancini is a guy that you can really market around, and and is he's a solid player, right? Like he was has very good defense. He literally kind of saved that that play in the World Series. He kind of saved that game for them against the Phillies, and. He goes to the Cubs, which, again, the Cubs are a a good team. I think they'll be second or third in in the NL Central. But I think that just after signing Eric Hosmer, I don't understand why he would go there. I mean, maybe that's just – maybe he just wanted the most money, and maybe they were the only team willing to offer him $14 over two years.
0: I can see that. It's just like – A I maybe this is me not understanding the Orioles direction, which is really what it feels like. I don't understand why he's not wearing a Baltimore Oriole uniform next year. Um, but like he's a fine bat. Like obviously he was uh he didn't look great in Houston, uh pretty much his whole tenure there, but he's a good bat. He has consistently been well above league average hitter. Uh Trey Mancini is an opt-out after this year. Honestly, though, this does provide the Cubs an option if Trey Mancini, or if the Cubs are kind of like failing, um, and they're out of the playoff contention, he's easily a guy that could be traded again at the deadline. There is yeah. that opt out, so teams can see like, hey, he's having a good season, he's going to exercise the opt out, and he can go, and this guy's off of our books in one season.
1: Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, I think, I think there is upside to this move, and to the to your Orioles point, I think it's he's thirty, and I think they are trying to keep like young guys on their roster and they want to stay younger. I do think you need those veteran presences presence though. And I think Mancini would have been perfect because not only is he a good veteran presence, he's a good defender. He can hit the ball. He just wasn't able to in Houston and everyone loves him in Baltimore. He he was the face of the Baltimore Orioles.
0: It just feels like he could have fit in so well as a bench pad or something there. Like he yeah. made the argument that they want to keep it young, but they go out inside 35-year-old Kyle Gibson. Um, yeah, but that's because he's a pitcher. That's that's, still, the only, that's the only difference
1: in my head, at least.
0: I I think there's just a bench of Ryan McKenna, Taron, Vavra, Jorge Mateo, and James McCann could use a little thump and train Mancini. Fair. Um, obviously, Steves talked about it the Cubs have Eric Hosmer as their first baseman right now Um, so I guess they'll platoon but they also had this prospect uh, first base prospect Matt Mervis who led the minor leagues in home home runs this year was 36 so I don't understand why they're blocking this guy like effectively with Eric Hosmer he could platoon or something like that but they full out blocked him yeah uh, I mean
1: I don't know like because you could you could run the d h, but even then, he's kind of yeah, you're right. He's just kind of he's kind of screwed and he's stuck
0: exactly. like
1: because you it, went out. I, I mean, I get I get going out and signing these big name guys and trying to make a roster. like they're trying to do it the opposite way. They're trying to go out and buy a team right now,
0: which I don't I don't necessarily see the value in. I think the argument too is like, a team that's trying to buy a team was the Rangers, right? But they did it. They've done it over multiple off-seasons and in doing so picked up stars.
1: Yeah. The like Cubs you picked a, up yeah, Bellinger yeah. and Mancini. And Dan, they have Dansby Swanson. We, we, but... I, again, I was trying to make a different point. I was trying to make that they, they, oh, yeah. they were bad signings, not not good signing. We don't oh, talk okay. about the one good signing they had.
0: <laughs> yeah. But Matt Mervis, the guy that he's blocked right now, he was in A plus, but high A, double A, and triple A this year. His worst OPS on any of these levels was a 966. He had a 914 OPS in the Arizona Fall League with a uh, with a six home runs and 68 plate appearances. This, you've blocked this guy.
1: I mean, I don't know. I, I it's 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 really tough. I mean, again, he is still young, so like, it's not like you can't. It's not like he he's running out of time, right? Oh, of course, he was drafted by the Nationals. Um.
0: <laughs> But he's also 24. He's going to be 25 in the middle of the season. That's fair.
1: I mean, I again, and and you're probably going to go out and you're going to trade a guy. You're they they. Let's be honest. They're probably going to trade one of Cody Bellinger, Trey Mancini, or Eric Hosmer by the deadline. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess th- at that point, then it opens up, and maybe he can come in and at the end of the season and perform well.
0: Possibly, it's also like. That starting rotation is not competitive. Maybe Matt Mervis gets moved. He is a relief pitcher. That's what it said on his baseball reference. Matt Mervis it says he's positions. A, he's a first baseman. Says for look his baseball. Why does it have first relief pitcher?
1: It says first baseman relief pitcher. has his pitch since.
0: Oh, he pitched in college. Oh, okay. Like I mean, again, you a, could could
1: throw him back there. I'm just saying. The dude doesn't pitch. If you really if you really need pitching,
0: oh. But, like, I guess a team could try, like, offer a low tier starting pitcher for him. Cause right now it's Marcus Stroman, Jameson Tyone, Justin Steele, Drew Smiley, and Keegan Thompson. I wouldn't put that under the definition of competitive.
1: Uh, I I mean, I agree. I think Tyone, uh, Tyone needs to have a strong season. And, and Stroman really struggled last year. So, and then past them, those
0: guys are, are not going to get the job done. Yeah. So. Again, Cubs make a signing. Trey Mancini, two years 14 million with an opt-out. It is it is nonetheless a baseball move. Um another one that happened was the Mariners acquiring Tommy Listella on a one year deal. It just provides backup to that infield. To uh, you anything, yeah. I mean
1: again, you've really said it, it just provides more depth, which is again a good thing for the Mariners. I think. They went out, and I think they've had a very, very good se- good offseason, a very underrated offseason, because they went out, they traded for Teoscar Hernandez, they've signed Tommy LaStella, AJ Pollock, and they've made the moves necessary to make their team deeper and, and take a run for the AL West. I don't think they will, because the Houston Astros are the Houston Astros, but I definitely think that they, they are in the conversation now.
0: Yeah, and like Tommy LaStella is a very good baseball player. Like, let's yes. don't look specifically at his 2022. It wasn't a good season, but 2016 through 2021, excluding 2018, he was a well above league average hitter in terms of ex-WOBA. In terms of WOBA, not as much, but he's a bat-to-ball type guy. He doesn't strike out too, too much. Uh, he walks a fair amount, but he just puts the ball in play and he provides some defensive value. And honestly, having that, on your team isn't the worst thing in the world. No, not at all. Uh, and obviously, he's going to back up. Like, injuries happen. Having a guy with veteran experience to fill in every third day or whatever, that's perfectly fine. It is a perfectly fine baseball move.
1: Uh, yeah. I, again, it was it was definitely just a move that I think the Mariners needed and helped them get more depth. Do you want to go into a move that was uh, a bit was, more questionable?
0: Was a bit more questionable. Uh, a role as Chapman signs a one-year 3.5 million dollar deal with the Kansas City Royals. Steves. I mean, Chapman had a very he,
1: he had he put up his worst numbers of his career in 2022. He had a 446 ERA, which is the first time he's ever been worse than league average in his entire career. He was he had career lows in uh, Ks per nine and and a career high walks per nine. Like I, I mean, he, he had a very bad season last year and it was topped off with him deciding to not come to practice at the end of the year and missing workouts and then he just got dropped from the playoff roster. So I think I think he needed he wanted to keep playing baseball, but no competitive team was willing to take him. So I think I guess Kansas City was the best spot for him.
0: I guess. I mean, it also weren't the Marlins in the market for him. That was one of the teams I, that was rumored. Yeah,
1: that was one of the other teams. I would have, I would have, I would have predicted the Marlins over the Royals, but mm. maybe the Royals offered him more money. That'd be my only guess.
0: I guess, but like, I I guess he's someone you could flip at the trade deadline if he's okay. It's just it, – he comes with the baggage. He comes with the domestic yeah. abuse, abuse baggage. He's clearly a bad teammate. Yeah. And I just don't understand why that's someone you want around your young clubhouse. Like, they're I, just I, uh, they're under new ownership, and one of the first signings you make is a role Chapman.
1: I mean, I, I, think, I think that they're seeing more of the upside of if he can play well more than his baggage. That's the only thing I could think of. It's just still – like i i i don't i i don't well, i don't like the move but i i am not going to going to hate on the move because i can see where they're coming from
0: i guess i mean he's projected to throw 36 and a third inning or sorry that was last year he's projected to throw 63 innings uh still a very low strikeout percentage a 3.44 ERA and a 0.5 WAR I don't really consider that to be that productive. but I'm going to be honest with you. I agree. I I
1: mean I don't I don't think it's going to go in the Royals' favor, but I think I I see where they're coming from.
0: All right, this is a genuine question. What's stopping the Royals from signing Trevor Bauer now? Like, why wouldn't you?
1: I mean, then it's two locker room cancers. That would be my only. Not only did you go out and you got you got. You got a world as Chapman, who is on your team now, but you're going to go out and you're going to get uh, Trevor Bauer, who will most likely not. not. So you talked about how Chapman is, is bad for your young team, right? Not only will Chapman be bad, but Bauer is also going to be bad. So you want to add both of those cancers into one clubhouse?
0: Fair enough. But it's just also like Trevor Bauer, it's much more recent. Like Chapman, most people aren't going to look. To like, they're gonna look at it once and be like, "Oh, he's a That's bad fair. person," and ignore. And Bower's like very recently, like they would be the time that the team that picks him up. Yeah. Um, but it's just like if you're going to go out and get one of the two guys, you get Chapman. I uh, yeah, I would have went and I would have taken
1: the the gamble on Bower over Chapman, but um, I mean, I wouldn't
0: have taken the gamble on either. Uh, but... yeah,
1: but if, if 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 I had to, or if I was going to, I would have taken the the gamble on Bower more.
0: Yeah. I just I don't understand it. it. I mean again, the Royals they have potential here to get something out of a roll this chapman. Yep. If they do, then good think, on them. You think
1: I I think I think it it ha it, it's a high risk high reward type of scenario or high risk mid reward type of scenario. And I I think they thought that
0: the gamble was worth it. Evidently. Uh, another team that's trying to adjust a need that they didn't have to, ex- they didn't expect to is the Red Sox going out and signing Adam Duvall for a one year, $7 million contract. Uh, obviously on our last update episode, we talked about how Trevor story was going to go. Uh, what's it called? A brace procedure, an internal brace yeah. procedure, which is a modified Tommy John surgery. Uh, so that basically wipes him out for four or five months. Again, the Red Sox are even skeptical that he may play this season, Adam Duvall, is a very good outfielder, but they have him projected to play center field. So I'm really interested to see how that's going to translate. Um, in 2021, he led the league, or he didn't lead the league, but he had a fantastic season in terms of home run and RBI. Obviously not the best statistics for evaluating a player, but still highly valuable when he's putting up 38 home runs and 113 RBI. Um, his defensive, like that season, his actual offensive value on fan graphs listed as negative and his defense was positive. Uh, 2021 Gold Glove winner, but the biggest thing is this does is it allows Kike Hernandez to go play shortstop, um, which is good for the team.
1: I I we talked about it last time. Like that was that was a big uh a big concern is having uh who 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 was who was the outfielder Jared Duran? Yeah, the, Jared Duran, the guy the that the guy that, guy that that led up the inside park home run uh to Rymel Tapia. Yeah, he. That was not the guy you wanted in the outfield, and uh, so now you go out. You add Duval. Duval's a, a very good player and a very good. I think he's a good locker room presence for this shaky Red Sox team. Hmm. Um, and we definitely, you definitely needed Kike Hernandez at shortstop, and in with Trevor Story being out for possibly the entire season.
0: Honestly, this might be the most reliable move the Red Sox has, have made this offseason, not counting the Devers extension. Yeah. Because, like, you don't know what Yoshida is. Jansen and Martin are fine, but they're not going to make you that much better. And yeah. now, Adam Duvall, who has very high offensive upside and we know is going to be a good defensive bat, reassures your shortstop and center field position. Trevor Story comes back. You can move him to a corner outfielder. You can move him to DH if he's hitting. Obviously, you probably shouldn't do that. But it's a good move by the Boston Red Sox. Like, I think that's the first time I can flat out say good job.
1: Yeah, I agree. And I was uh, so I was looking at um on their Fangraph site and they also just signed Ramel Tapia to a minor league contract. Huh. Which I just find which I just find funny.
0: Honestly, that's also if you want to adjust that's, that, that's yeah. a pretty good move in itself. Like yeah, that's a that's Ramel Tapia he, is not the player. best baseball player by any means, but he's he's
1: not he, the worst
0: though. Yeah, and he can have value. He's really quick, he can play a good center field. Sometimes that bat to ball skill is there. In 2020, we got some upside. Um, he yeah, like obviously heavily outperformed his expected stats, but his his running's fine, his defense is fine. Uh, didn't have a great season with the Blue Jays last year, but yeah, Red Sox had two park outfielders home run against them. They did do that, or he did do that. Um, oh. <sighs> Red Sox still, I've this again, good move. not like a Red needle Sox. mover. I I just I. I...
1: We haven't gotten to our predictions yet, and I haven't done enough research to say that I have them in last. But uh, without research, they will probably be last in my. Opinion. I have
0: them in last. Uh-huh. I, I
1: probably, <laughs> I, I agree with that. I think I definitely think the Orioles are better than them on paper, at least. So, but it's again, how is it? How will it translate onto the field?
0: Yeah, and a team that's kind of doing a similar move, just trying to add depth. Uh, Red Sox are obviously trying to patch up a hole. Brewers added infielder Brian Anderson. Uh, Brian Anderson has had a shaky career in terms of injuries. He always showed a lot of upside, especially as a prospect, but it could just never really pan out in Miami. Uh, through 28, 2018, wow, 2017 through 28, or 2019. He's very good bat, above league average, 113, 114, 120 WRC+. Plus continuously. Again, there's high upside here. He's yep. been limited by injuries over the past two seasons. Uh his defense is okay, but the real issue just lay in the fact that he's blocked. Yeah. Um, Louis is at third base, Jesse Winkers their DH, Christian Yelich, Tyrone Taylor, and Garrett Mitchell are in the outfield. So it just kinda he's a death piece right now. But I feel like you gotta let him play every day. Uh, I agree. It feels very
1: uh Kyle Lewis on the Diamondbacks to me. Because um, he's kind of blocked too um, out in Arizona, um, so I think I think there's definitely some upside to getting him, and maybe he'll maybe he'll benefit from not playing every day, right? Maybe he can come out kind of help them when need be, and if they see those improvements that and, and that health uh, increasing, then maybe they can try and get him in every day.
0: Yeah, that's fair. I'm looking at their Brewers lineup right now, just to look at one thing real quick. And right yeah. now, even their projected lineup is left, right, left, right, left, right, left, right, left. So yeah. adding a right-handed bat into there, I guess, allows you to go right, left, etc. We also have Cassidy here and Mike Brasso, who are just Brian Anderson as well. So yeah. I feel like they might look at Brian Anderson as an outfielder. I would put him in
1: the outfield. I agree. I think Keston needs to be in the infield, and I think Brian Anderson needs to be in the outfield. Mike Brousseau I could go either way with.
0: Honestly, I agree there. I think, again, it's a depth move, and honestly, you can never have too much depth. We saw that last season with every team, in all honesty. Um, yeah, injuries are at an all-time high in nearly every major league sport, so I
1: think I think having depth is is most teams' number one priority.
0: Yeah. And Brian Anderson again has upside, but obviously the details aren't out. It's a one-year deal. It's it's fine. Good yeah, job, those, Brewers. You you made solid. you made a free agent signing. You did that, so I'm proud of you guys. Uh Steves, Tommy Fam, Tommy Fam fits right in in New York, slapping people. Uh one year, six million to the New York Mets. He's a fourth outfielder with that's always been able to hit the ball ridiculously hard. Um, I'm fine with it. I feel like he could have gone to an, a team that's going to let him play every day, but I guess I, that's,
1: maybe he wants the ring a little bit more. I don't think the Mets are a ring team, but I mean, they're projected. They're, they're probably going to make the playoffs yeah. assuming health wise. But I, I mean, I, I think, I think it's, it's, it's a, move i i don't dislike it i don't like it i don't really like tommy fam in general so yeah um it's... i i mean it's 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 good i don't i don't think anyone's gonna hate this move i think he'll fit well um as a good depth piece in new york and i think there might be some upside there for tommy fam if he can get in every day
0: yeah i guess i mean it's it's I don't. Just, I
1: don't see a way he will get in every day unless there's injuries. But. Yeah,
0: because you have Britton, Nimmo, Starling, Marte, and Mark Canna blocking you. Yeah, it's and just, then I guess he's a right-handed bat off the bench. Besides Darren Ruff. Yeah. So.
1: also have Tomas Nito. Good,
0: good job, Tommy. Fam, way to get a good contract at thirty-five years old. <laughs> I mean, what else is there to say about it?
1: There's no. There's nothing else. Like that's the point. Like that. It's just kind of. It, it's a. It's a a move that was made in the MLB, and and you can't really argue with it.
0: Yeah. So the last thing we really wanted to talk about today, was just like some free agents that are still on the table. Obviously, yeah. we've addressed Trevor Bauer and what we think about that. Honestly, is there any name in particular that you would like to talk about on here? Uh, talk about Yuli Gurriel, right? We kind of
1: talked to him about how he might go to the Nats. Um, thank God he did not. Because uh, I do not like Yuli Gurriel, but the market is heating up for him. Uh, Marlins and Twins are involved, and uh, Mark Feinsand said that uh, he's most likely leaning towards the Marlins a little more. Um, they don't need another infielder. I don't know. That's what
0: I'm. I'm just <laughs> telling you. That's I know. I know. I know. The reporter said it's just they don't need another infielder. Um.
1: Other than that, uh, Zach Granke is an interesting name out there, and Gary Sanchez. Maybe I if think... Gary Sanchez can perform well in the world baseball classic, maybe some more teams will want to take the risk on him.
0: I could see him ending up in like Mexico or Japan for a season, trying to rebuild his value slightly. Maybe.
1: But again, if if you perform very well on the on the world's hottest stage,
0: then the yeah. team might take a chance. Uh Michael Walker still available. I think just a team could use him. He's going to eat up innings last year. He pitched to a three, two or three, three, two ERA uh, under the hood. It didn't look great, but obviously you can get innings out of that. He threw 127 and a third innings. Yeah. Why not take a white Cardinals? Why don't you just pick him up again?
1: I think that would, I, again, the, the Cardinals need pitching and I don't, I wouldn't actually, yeah, I would not dislike them going out and picking him back up, but I, I don't, I don't know what the Cardinals plan is. They need, I'm I'm just I'm just trying to think through this. Like why, the real question for me is if they go don't go out and get him, what pitchers are going to be available
0: by the time like maybe the trade deadline comes around? Like I think we can count on Adam Wainwright, Miles Michaelis, and most likely Jordan Montgomery. The yeah, other and two Steven Matson, and Jack Flaherty are they completely if
1: Flaherty can be healthy. I I like I like what he can bring, but that's the issue. Can he be I'm, healthy? I don't think he can be healthy.
0: Yeah. I mean, another team that walk would make sense for is the Cubs.
1: I yeah, guess. just more,
0: more more, pieces to add to the already yeah. shaky team. I wanted Zach Britton on the Dodgers. I don't think that one's going to happen. Maybe he goes back to the Mets and joins Buck Showalter, so Buck cannot put him in in a postseason game. Um, I, let's see. Andrew Schaafin available.
1: That. Yeah. oh He, that, this he like, was in a free agent really. episode.
0: Well, he guess he was. Uh, and Jerickson Profar is still available. Honestly, that's kind of an interesting one. Um, I'm trying to think what team
1: uh, – the, the Marlins. The Marlins, again, they need outfield.
0: Yeah, they Wouldn't try. be bad. Man, it's just like, what are you trying to, like, put on the field as your product? I mean, the Miami Marlins. Marlins are getting the Rockies treatment today. Like, just getting flamed yeah. off. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the,
1: the last name I want to talk about is Luke Voigt. I don't – where do you see him going, right? I'm just trying
0: to think of a team that needs just, like, a power bat, right? Like the, Boston? I mean,
1: Boston wouldn't be bad. What about Cleveland? Cleveland, like, they have Josh Bell, but
0: – And I feel like they'd want to get young people up bat off the bench. Fair. Um, yeah, I don't know if there's much of a market for Luke Foy. What's the Kansas Texas – what do the Rangers bench look like? Uh, let's look it up. Rangers bench right now is Mitch Garver, Ezekiel Duran, Matt, um, Matthias, Matthias, I'm not sure. And Matt, Bubba Thompson. Mark, Mark Matthias is yeah, how I would say Matthias. it. Matthias. I couldn't remember how to say Matthias right there. Uh, and Bubba Thompson. Maybe a little, I mean, they're all right-handed bats, though. Yeah. Huh. I don't know.
1: I, I Luke Voigt's an interesting case. I'll be interested to see where he does go. If he goes anywhere,
0: Maybe he just maybe he'll just sit. Honestly, he. I feel like he's someone that would go somewhere though. Yeah, I feel like, like even like has Japan to pick or something. Him up. Like I'm shocked. I'm shocked.
1: I'm shocked the Nats and actually kind of let him go, but I guess they didn't want to pay him.
0: Yeah. What are the Tigers up to? <laughs> Nothing. Spencer no, that, it's all right-handed bass on the bench. Oh my god. I guess there <laughs> Spencer... isn't much of a market for Luke Floyd, and that's why he's still a free agent. Steph, so, well, you got any final thoughts?
1: I'm looking. I'm looking at the Angels. No, nah, not the angels either. Maybe replace Brett Phillips, but they just picked him up. They're not just yeah. They DFA just him up. Or... Yeah, no. Other than that, I think I'm good for today. I think it was just was. I think it was solid. I think the past couple of weeks has been definitely very interesting, um, all around for the MLB landscape. It has shifted a lot. Uh, Jazz Chisholm has went from a second baseman to or. Yeah, from a second baseman to an outfielder, and Luis Ariz went from a first baseman that was possibly top ten to now a second baseman that may also be
0: possibly top ten. Yeah, so the MLB landscape is it's kind of, kind of taking its form with spring training coming around, maybe World Baseball Classic. We're kind of going to get to really see what teams are. We're just over a month away from getting to our profiles, our rosters, and what we're seeing on every team. I'm really excited for them. Um, honestly. The teams are looking pretty set. I'm kind of looking forward to it. I'm starting to get my hands dirty on research about each team, what they're going to be each season, what the innings, what the at bats are going to look like. I'm excited for baseball. Honestly, this is the most excited I've been for a season probably ever. There's so many changes. There's so many move players that moved around. Let's go baseball. Come soon, please. Thank you for listening to the 4A Baseball Podcast. We'll be back this week on Wednesday and Friday with two new episodes, First Base Rankings and the Cy Young Draft. If you want to interact with us at all, be sure to follow us on Twitter or TikTok. We'll also be uploading shorts from this and other episodes to our YouTube page. All social media links are in the description down below. If you've enjoyed, please consider leaving a rating or a review, or if you have any suggestions, share them with with a friend. We'll see you all next time on the 4A Baseball Podcast. Peace.